Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Boom sauce. Yeah, we're back. Bradford Show is back. After a couple of weeks on hiatus, we're back. We've been on hiatus, but for good reason. Because we want to regroup. Come back with the absolute best baseball podcast for the last couple of months of the regular season. And we're going to be doing so side by side with our great, great friends from Lord Hobo Brewing Company, makers of the aforementioned Boom Sauce and other fine beers. And just, let me just tell you, they are the coolest people around. Go over to their brewery in Woburn. Absolutely Awesome. So we're looking forward to hanging with them throughout this ride. And the ride really starts right now with, with Alex Cora. This is the guy that I wanted to have on heading into the second half. When we came back from our little vacation, this is the guy I want to have on. And it's good timing because, number one, we're at the All-Star break. Number two, Red Sox are 38 games over 500, which is insane. Four and a half games over the Yankees. Alex Cora has done a good job. Let's just admit it. Alex Cora has done a good job. I had no idea what Alex Cora would do as a manager. I've known him for a long time. I covered him when he was playing here. But as a manager, the guy who's sitting in the seat, who knows? But he's done a good job. Let's just admit it. And I went the other day just to John Gibbons, the Toronto Blue Jays manager, and asked him, hey, you know what? Is there a difference when you've managed against Alice Cora? Can you notice if he's doing a good job? This is what he said. I will say this. There's something different about him this year. Well, it's a confidence or something. You know? There's no doubt about that. You know? I mean, that's just a small part of the equation. When you have a manager of the other team talk about the other manager, it's fine. But there's a lot to pick through here. There's a lot to pick through, including, you know, going back to when he was playing and the difference when he was playing. And one of the questions that I had for him was, is this the best team that you've ever been around? I thought his intre- his answer was pretty interesting. So, good conversation with Cora. He's been on this podcast a bunch of times, but I kind of feel like this is maybe the most important time he's ever been on this podcast. I think it's worth a listen. Again, welcome back. Welcome back. We look forward to a great, great 5 
final couple months of the season heading into the off season, which is going to be obviously a crazy one as well. But thanks again for joining us on the Brad Foe Show. Thanks to Lord Hobo Brewing Company. I hope you enjoy this. Appearing for the 19th time on the Brad Foe Show, but this is the first time ever, Alex, that you have said, let's get this bleep over with. I feel like you're... you're it's a diff- different vibe. You don't. You were so welcoming to the Bradford show before. Now you're coming and so let's get this over with. It's a tough day, lineup wise. So I got a job to do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll be fine. I was joking. <laughs> All right. Listen, I, I, fair enough because you did not have tough day lineup wise when I was railing on you about the WBC two years ago. So yeah. it was different, different dynamic. Different dynamic. Uh, actually, this is very important. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, so how have I uh, now that you we're around each other a little bit more? Since first, the most since 2008, how have I changed? Um, dressing better, uh, you got you got, I mean, you got like commercials, people talk about you. They talked I, about me back then, no, not really. I mean, at that time, I had no social media, but now, like. Um, you can put Rob Bradford on search, and you can probably be trending. It's amazing. For good or for worse. <laughs> well, to go back to 2008, you talk about dressing better. You were, you were actually the impetus for the... No, but you're more casual now. Like, like we evolve as people. Like, I was a suit guy, and we don't wear suits in this team, but we... We push the guys to, you know, business casual. So now you you up to the like times now, you know. Uh, you got your Gould's uh, distinctive clothing. Yeah, you got it. Uh, you go to the website. There's some cool stuff there. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I want I, I want a contract like that, but it's pretty good. You're doing a good job. Losing weight. Uh, you gave me a good tip about how to uh, spice up the the Tito's uh, vodka. You told me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did did, did, did you do that? No, not yet, not, right. yet, not yet. But uh, well, it's, that's, uh, it's, it's a learning experience. I mean, First year as a manager. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning. But uh, yeah, I'm doing a good job. So, so you go to remote questions too. Good questions. I have a good question. Yeah. Better questions in 2008. I wasn't part of like I. I was the only one who talked to you in 2008. Well, you got that wrong. Uh, basically, I know Jason had the C of the captain, but oh, that's true. You were the guy. You were the guy who I had, a, I had a show. I had a, a radio show. Yeah, but they never paid you for it, so it's well, you never know. Uh, but you were the guy. I, I always said this. You were the guy out there when you know how it is at home in the clubhouse. Everyone disappears. You were the go-to guy. You're the guy who always out there. And we, so yes, so I I was absolutely lying saying I was the only one to talk to you because no matter what happened, hey man, what do you think about Manny? Hey, what do you think about David? Hey, what? Because they're not around. Yeah, I felt that I was. I was used in 2008. <laughs> used and abused. That was awful. Yeah. But to go back to the dressing thing, remember, you were the one in Japan. Tell that story. What was it? Uh, that we will give you money for a charity if you wear a suit and, suit and tie. You said I was a slob. You looked horrible. So we need to... Me and Mike Lowe. 
kind of like you have to step it up and we made a bet did we pay that bet I got I made six grand off of it because I got other people involved. I six grand for a room to grow charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you wear a suit all the way till game seven of the jacket, jacket and tie, jacket and tie. ALCS. David Price comes in in the eighth inning. That was the end. And I was wearing a suit, and you know what the funny thing about that is that the one guy who didn't give money for the charity, who was a great guy, was JD Drew. Yet he was the most obsessed with that bat. Like if I came down without a jacket on, he was screaming. I remember one time in Toronto, he he, you guys had had this tough loss, and I come around the corner, I forgot my jacket, and, and JD is screaming and yelling. Like, no, that's that's JD right there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so. I, I've obviously we've known each other for a while since I covered you, I, but I didn't know how you're going to do. I can only I can write the article saying Alex Cora should be the guy and everything, but that's only because I've been tr- propping you up for for the last few years. You know, finally it paid off. But <laughs> <laughs> finally paid off. <laughs> if you had, to, <laughs> no, let's do it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I don't think you had. I didn't have anything to do with it? No. Well, every little bit helps. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. All right, anyway, but I don't know how you're going to do, right? So you get, you get in the manager's chair, and I'll say this. You've done pretty well. So my, my question is, is how... Look at this. You're looking at... Oh, oh you're going to... You got to go? No, no, I'm good. All right, all right. My question is... Um, you know, you keep referencing like how much you learned from the Houston experience last year, and you know we had talked before that, and you wanted to be a manager. You see guys like Matheny and Weiss and Ventura and these other guys, yeah. So, what really is the thing that you is like? Oh man, I and you said this before. If I was sort of if I got that job and Texas interviewed me, I I don't know where I would be. Yeah. What is the thing that now that you've done it for half a year, like, oh, man, I, I am so glad I went the route that I did? Yeah, communication is very important, and uh, we joke around and all that, but uh, the, the, way, the way it goes with the front office, with ownership, uh, medical department, analytic department, uh, players, it's very important to that everybody's on the same page. Uh, I bet everybody says it, but... Not everybody do it, and I saw it firsthand yet last year. Uh, every well, there, there was uh, we go to game game four, for example, here mm-hmm. uh, supposed to rain uh, in the middle of the game, so we got Charlie on the mound. You know he he's supposed to start. So between the medical department and the analytic department and AJ uh, Jeff. We, we sat down in the office and we were debating if we start Charlie or we start start somebody else and then bring Charlie after uh, after rain uh, obviously we decided to go with Charlie I wasn't 100% sure that uh, Verlander was going to be available mm-hmm. so uh, that was like higher higher than me oh really yeah the, the Verlander one Will it bring him in out of the bullpen thing? Yeah, uh, it was actually start Charlie. If it's rain, if it rains and we had the lead, bring Verlander and, and finish it. Um, it's funny because I came out 
and AJ, I always come out half hour before the game. So I was out. I look around. I'm like, it's not going to rain here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not going to rain. And uh, he comes out. I'm like, hey, man, whatever we do, it's not going to rain here. I'm telling you, I play here enough times. It's not going to freaking rain. Uh, they're playing tricks with us. I, I was joking with yeah. that. But I felt like they were tri- playing tricks with us. And uh, sure enough, it didn't rain. And we st- I see Verlander walking out there. I go, what's going on here? He's like, well, <clears throat> he might come in out of the bullpen. I said, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm going with him. I'm like, okay, you're the manager. And uh, he comes in. You saw what happened. Benny hit a bomb. As soon as the ball went out, I said, how long are you going to ride this guy? We got, you know, we got game five. Yeah. He's like, one more inning. I'm like, okay. We got Keiko and Verlander. So he pitched one inning. He comes back. I look in the bullpen. There's nobody there. I said, hey, whatever you're doing, I'm behind you, brother. But I, I didn't agree. But before the game, yeah, just yeah. going back, you, yeah. you talk, and there's yeah. a lot of communication. So, by you, you know, you say that with communication, but you had managers. You played for a lot of managers. We focus on you played for Tito here, but you played for a lot of managers. How much is it? Has it become more important, or uh, is it just like you just having gone through it last year? You just realized no, hey, man. it's a different job. You know, like, as a player, you're a player. You, you Like, half of these players, most of them, they don't know what's going on yeah. before batting practice. They, they, they care about no them. Idea. I mean, not in a bad way, but they care about them, their situation. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself, right. you know. But uh, to be involved and uh, listen to them and, and the decision-making and how we get to that decision, it was interesting. And I keep saying, you know, like, without, without that job, uh, I'm not saying that organization, but I think it, it, it worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because we won, was, uh, just because the way they do things. Yes, it was different. It's it was different, different from where you came from, right? It's different, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it was a great, great experience, and uh, we're doing a good job here, and I think that helped me out. So you go into this thing, and you know, you get hired, you get, you have the press conference, you have the ideas, you talk, you know, you, and you have sort of what you want to do. But now we're sitting here, the All-Star break, and what are the things that you like, I didn't see this coming, I didn't see that coming. Has there, has there been, there has to be something, right? I, I mean, don't know, I, I felt that I was, uh, obviously we, we signed Mitch, we signed Nooney, and we signed JD. Uh, but as you know, I recognize a few players that I felt that they were going to step up their game. Uh Xander and, and Mookie, there were two of them. Joe was the other guy, Kelly. And they done they done that, you know, like watching last year I'm like, okay. And then through throughout the process, I'm like, well if this guy and this guy Dominican players, they're gonna take batting practice. Nice. Prospects. Uh, you know, just looking around the roster and what we had, you know, I knew Rafi was going to be our everyday third baseman. Uh, at the moment, Hanley, I felt that he was going to step up his game. He did for a month, you know. Yeah. Uh, he did a good job. I feel like, so, tell me if I was wrong about when when you said, okay, Hanley's hitting third. Like, you were like, 
he has a lot of upside, right? He, he has maybe the most upside. I am going to get behind him. I am going to make him feel like that guy again. And, you know, if it works, it works. And obviously, he did for a while. Um, I saw him in October, and he dominated. Yeah. He put good at bat. So I, I still feel that he was going to be an impactful bat. Right. It just happened that, you know, he struggled, and then we made a decision. And, uh, but. Early in the season, he was in an outstanding. But that's job. what I'm talking about. You don't know. I mean, you can think you put your best foot forward in terms of trying to figure out what's going to happen, but you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, you never you don't know what's going to happen in the second half. But we got to play your team. So, yeah. but uh, I, I felt that there were certain guys that they were going to be better, and and they done it, and and I still feel we got a few guys that they're going to take a step forward in the second half and he's going to help us out to be better you uh i remember saying i think it was in the dugout with you in tampa in the beginning i said you, you like your team you're like yeah i really like your team like like mm-hmm. more so than i think that people would say yeah you can say oh, i like this team but i think that you said i i really really like this team yeah very athletic um we can do a lot of things offensively and we don't depend on the on the home run we put the ball in play, but they bought into doing damage. And uh, you start looking at the numbers and what we do, running the bases, putting pressure. Uh, you know, when we play good teams, uh, when you're facing those four or five horses they have in Houston, you got to do something different. And we can steal bases. Uh, yeah, we have our up and downs, running the bases, running two outs. But as far as stealing bases, putting pressure on the opposition, it's an uncomfortable team to, to prepare for. Um, I heard Gibby last night saying that we can run teams, you know, we can run teams on, uh, to the ground because we, we're we so good at, at stealing bases and all that. So that's a good compliment. You know, I heard it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what we want to do. So, uh, yeah, I, I love the way we play towards the end of spring training. We finished strong, we played fast, and we caught the ball and we pitched well. And uh, you start looking at the bullpen, there's stuff out there, man. 97, 98, 99. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not an easy team. And, and like I've been saying, um, we, we, have to, we have room to improve, and that's, that's the cool thing about it. It's, it's a, long way, a long ways to go, I get that. But as we sit here right now, is this the most talented team that you've been a part of? It's a good question. That's a great question. I, I I feel like last year that was you know as talented team as I ever been around uh, from top to bottom. More so the more so than like oh seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well, people, people say oh eight actually was almost more talented. Yeah, than well, we got we got banged up and we yeah, ended yeah. up with me playing short and Casa playing first and Casey being the DA. So we yeah. Uh, no, but that team last year, if you think about it. You, know, you got uh, George, he's a beast, uh, first rounder. Alex, second pick of the nation. Altuve, one of the probably he's going to end up as being one of the greatest hitters in the game. Carlos Correa, one one. Yuli Gurriel, at one point was the best player in the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you complement that with McCann. I mean, solid. Uh, Reddick, great baseball player. Uh, Gaddis. Banging balls into the Crawford boxes. I mean that lineup. Oof, that that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So, and then you get Verlander, and then, and then you're on your way. Yeah, and he didn't win a game in the World Series. 
Yeah, that's that's bizarre. Yeah. But I mean, that, so looking at so again, we focus on oh seven. You won the World Series. You were part of that team. I think everyone around here would say oh seven, oh eight was better than oh and thirteen. I think they caught lightning in the ball a little bit. But if you had the stuff that in oh seven, like that you know now, like all this shit that you guys do, like what would that be like? You know, you, you think back to that. No. But you brought it up, so I should. No, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you guys played straight up. You didn't shift. You didn't. Do yeah, you might didn't. Yeah, probably O four doesn't win. Doesn't win that one with all this information because there were just guys playing the game. Mm. Uh, but that team, we thought the game a little bit more. I guess mm. you know, I, I wasn't a part of O four, but you know, Mikey and Petey, you, yeah, you will. He'll benefit from all this information. Yeah. Because he, he had, I think we were more disciplined, I guess. Yeah. David was already established, too. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, let's run out David and Manny, and, you know, we have good fielding at third, we have good fielding at second, and we've, you know, it's, it was, it's just, I don't know, whatever. Diddy. Yeah. Diddy will benefit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Better good team. Yeah, they got a good team. All right. Well, you got a good team now. So, uh, I know you got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> you said that a little too quick. <laughs> uh, the last question. Yeah, we, we got kids from the Dominican. I know. Right? Taking BP at 3.30. It's 3.15, actually. Okay. Where, where, where are they from? Where, I mean, I know it's from the Dominican. International graphics. Okay. Or whatever. All right. June, no, July 2nd? Yeah. yeah. Oh, of guys they signed. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Oh, so always, always nurturing the future. The future. Uh, um, the, so the last question is about the media. And, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I don't know how you're going to handle I know how you handle the media as a player. I keep referencing this. Like, I remember that, you know, you missed a bunt in Cleveland and you yeah. stood in front of your locker. Hit and run. Yeah. yeah. But you, you were in front of your locker in full, full uniform and the Gagne thing when Gagne came in and blew, blew right? Right, and you had a you had a talking you had a talking to with him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. talking. Uh, yeah. That was a tough one right there. Oh, was it? <laughs> uh, it's like a, yeah, I got mad at him. Like, you better get your asshole back. <laughs> yeah, get back. But, <laughs> he did but, the next day. Yeah, he did. He had no problem from that point in. But you know, and I know accountability is sort of the catchphrase, and but I do think that I've said this to you. I think moments that you had early on about like, hey, you know what? I screwed up with them not putting Jackie out in the in the defensive replacement. Tampa game, yeah, right. Uh, like things like that, and then you know whether it's Carson Smith, hey, you know, listen, not, you know, taking that head on and not dancing around it. I mean, it's it's, but this is the type of stuff that I think that you've handled well. But from your perspective. The media has changed since you were here last night. You said social media. There's probably a lot more of it. Um, do you sense anything dramatically different in the way this team is covered? No, no. Uh, I feel that uh, people want information in this city, and you guys provide it. And uh, you guys are on top of the game. Uh, and we have to be on top of the game. Uh, I'm not saying that I would tell you guys everything that goes on with us, but... If asked, we'll be fair. And um, sometimes I put myself as a fan. What I want to hear, you know. What, what I, if I'm following uh, my teams, you know? Um, it sucks that my teams that I like people hate here. But uh, if I want to know about 
the Ravens, uh, what are they going to say? You know, like, I want to know. Uh, yeah, I so try to be fair. So when you when you ask about stuff up in the press conference, you're like, okay, you that goes through your head. Like, what would I? What no, would I, I think? Uh, I'm prepared, kind of like I have an idea of what what people are going to ask. And if I don't know, I just say, hey man, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the best best way to do it because I'm not going to like BS my my way around a question because then. I'm going to put myself in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I try to avoid. I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, not that I'm not smart, but, you know, like he's BSing us. And uh, I think those four years that I worked on TV helps me talking to Peter and uh, and Carl Ravage and uh, Tim Kirchin and Buster Only. It helps me, you know, sitting there and they were telling me this is good, this is good. Just watching people talk. Um, help me out. Um, so, so, but why? Why? How do you say that? I've heard you say that before. But when you're a player, when you're in Boston as a player, what did you say? What were you looking back now? Said, oh, I didn't see that the way I should have seen it. No, I didn't. I mean, the whole experience helped me out to be ready for this. But I wasn't like a guy, you know. Like, like there was I didn't have to talk every day so it's not like that prepared me for this I, I do feel that TV really helped me out well it's a results business congratulations you get good results <laughs> thank you <laughs> keep your car looking its absolute best year round with 303 cleaners and protectants 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy to use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.